Welcome to the Election Ride Home for Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. This is Jackson Bird filling in for Glenn Fleischman today and tomorrow, and here is your summary of election news. Bloomberg has qualified for the Las Vegas debate tomorrow, Sanders continues his strong lead, an update on Nevada's early caucusing, challenges for the candidates as the contest turns to African-American and Latino voters, and is the media trying to erase Elizabeth Warren? It is four days until the Nevada caucuses, 11 until the South Carolina primary, 14 days until Super Tuesday, and 259 days until the general election. And here's what you missed today from the campaign trail. A new NPR-PBS NewsHour Marist poll was published this morning showing Senator Bernie Sanders up nine points since December with 31% support nationally. Vice President Joe Biden is down nine points, going down from 24% in December to 15% now. Senator Elizabeth Warren also down from 17% to 12. Senator Amy Klobuchar is up five points from 4% to 9, while Mayor Pete Buttigieg joins several of the other candidates in declining, in his case from 13% in December to 8% today. The most notable change, however, comes from Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who has surged from just 4% in December to 19% in this latest poll, putting him in second place, just behind Bernie Sanders, and qualifying for tomorrow's Democratic debate in Las Vegas. He joins Sanders, Biden, Warren, Klobuchar, and Buttigieg, who have all also qualified for the debate. Tom Steyer has yet to hit the qualifying benchmark. Quoting NBC News, Steyer sent a letter to Democratic National Committee Chair Tom Perez complaining that the time frame for the polling is too short and urging the DNC to allow in older polls. The DNC has not budged. As Glenn mentioned a few weeks ago, the DNC changed their debate qualification rules at the end of January, doing away with the grassroots donor threshold. Now, candidates only need to have gotten at least one delegate from either Iowa or New Hampshire, or achieve 10% support in four national polls or 12% in polls in Nevada and South Carolina. The donor threshold had kept Bloomberg, who has no individual donors and is funding his campaign almost entirely with his own money, out of previous debates. However, with the change and his results in this latest national poll, Bloomberg can finally take the stage with the other candidates. Bloomberg's campaign manager Kevin Sheakey said in a statement, Mike is looking forward to joining the other Democratic candidates on stage and making the case for why he's the best candidate to defeat Donald Trump and unite the country. The opportunity to discuss his workable and achievable plans for the challenges facing this country is an important part of the campaign process. His competitors, however, are less thrilled. When the qualification requirements were changed, Jeff Weaver, one of Senator Sanders' top advisors, said, To now change the rules in the middle of the game to accommodate Mike Bloomberg, who is trying to buy his way into the Democratic nomination, is wrong. That's the definition of a rigged system. Senator Amy Klobuchar, referencing the large ad buys Bloomberg has shelled out for during previous debates he did not qualify for, said on Face the Nation, I'm never going to beat him on the airwaves, but I can beat him on the debate stage. One last note on Bloomberg qualifying for tomorrow night's debate in Nevada. He's not actually on the ballot in Nevada. As Chris noted in January, Bloomberg failed to file with the Nevada State Democratic Party by their January 1st deadline. Quoting Politico, Bloomberg's failure to file with the Nevada Democrats means his name won't appear on preference cards during the February 22nd caucus and four days of early caucusing. Caucus attendees stand in groups to express their top candidate choices and also fill out preference cards to provide a record of their choice. There's no write-in option available. 
So Bloomberg is qualified for the Nevada debate, but not on the ballot. Nonetheless, his appearance in the debate is still a huge opportunity to try to sway voters in subsequent primaries, including in South Carolina, on Super Tuesday, and beyond. At the very least, it's shaking things up, and the other candidates are sure to have some zingers prepared to throw his way tomorrow night. More in polling news, Senator Bernie Sanders continues to show a strong lead in Nevada, according to a Data for Progress poll published yesterday. Polling 766 likely Nevada caucus-goers, Data for Progress shows Sanders with 35% of their support, a 19-point lead over the next highest competitor, Senator Warren, who polled at 16%. She's followed by Buttigieg at 15 and Biden at 14. CNN analyst Harry Enten on Twitter said, No pollster is perfect, but I'm taking that Data for Progress poll quite seriously. Reason? They've been pretty good the last few months, and in some not-so-easy-to-poll races. Enton included a rundown of Data for Progress's track record, showing the final poll results compared to actual results for the New Hampshire primary and Iowa caucus, with an average difference of just three points between Data for Progress's polling and the actual results. As Glenn said yesterday, most of the candidates are just hoping for a second-place win in Nevada. Biden's campaign manager Greg Schultz told the New York Times, Us getting a second place, I think, does the work that we need to do to win South Carolina. The Intelligencer notes that while Biden has lost his lead in national polling averages, he remains ahead by six and a half points in South Carolina, that number according to Real Clear Politics. Despite Sanders' momentum, Nate Silver at 538 wonders if the senator has a ceiling on his support. Writing today, Silver said, In both Iowa and New Hampshire, Sanders did relatively poorly among late deciding voters. In New Hampshire, he got 17% of the vote among voters who decided in the last few days, as compared to 35% among voters who decided before then. And in Iowa, he got just 13% of late deciders versus 28% of early deciders. These numbers are a potential hallmark of a campaign that emphasizes turnout over persuasion. They identify their voters early, and they turn them out. But they don't always have a lot of voters drift into their orbit late in the race. End quote. Silver also adds that Sanders gained very little during realignment in the Iowa caucuses, adding just 1.8 percentage points as compared to Buttigieg's 3.8%, and that his national polling hasn't seen the bounce you would expect based on his successes in Iowa and New Hampshire. Overall, Silver assesses that the Sanders campaign does better at getting their already committed base to turn out than it does at converting new voters. Quote, while Democratic turnout has been just fine, it has not been exactly revolutionary, so to speak. It may even be that the Sanders campaign, if it has a highly loyal but relatively fixed number of voters, prefers lower turnout overall, since that means its base will make up a higher share of the electorate. End quote. But, Silver concludes, all of the other candidates have a lot of problems too. Sanders is in the strongest position for now, and he has a high floor of support that should win him delegates almost everywhere, while the rest of the field is a mess behind him. Ceiling or not, that's why you'd rather be in his position than anyone else's. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Early caucusing in Nevada began on Saturday and ends this evening. 26,000 people turned out to vote over the weekend, and more than half of the voters on Saturday were first-time caucus-goers, according to the Associated Press. There's pressure on Nevada to get this right after the meltdown in Iowa. Alana Mounts, the Nevada Democratic Party's executive director, said in a memo, We understand just how important it is that we get this right and protect the integrity of Nevadans' votes. We are confident in our backup plans and redundancies. The Nevada Democratic Party may have been listening to the many folks on Twitter who half-jokingly suggested that the Iowa caucus disaster could have been avoided with a simple Google form, because they'll be using just that for their vote reporting, as well as a telephone hotline as a backup option. Politico summarized the process, quote, On caucus day, each precinct chair will be given a party-purchased iPad that will have a link to a Google form, dubbed a caucus calculator. Preloaded on the form will be the early vote total from that precinct, end quote. Before the votes are logged in the caucus calculators, however, they're first recorded by voters on paper ballots, who rank the candidates 1 through 5 in order of preference. The ranking is a crucial component of caucusing and is used in case the early voters' top choice doesn't hit 15% viability in the caucus on Saturday. After ranking their preferences, the voter then signs their ballot and returns it to a ballot box monitored by a volunteer. Dan Merica at CNN explains, The ballot box is transported to a designated processing hub monitored by the state party, where the votes are scanned and stored. Those results will be included in the total count for each voter's precinct during the caucus. The number and preference of early votes cast will be given to each precinct chair in paper and as part of a preloaded iPad on Saturday. Politico reports that volunteers at early voting locations had, quote, serious concerns about rushed preparations, including insufficient training for a newly adopted electronic vote tally system and confusing instructions on how to administer the caucuses, end quote. Voters themselves, however, say it's been going smoothly despite long wait times. This according to Tamara Keith at NPR, who spoke to several voters who praised the flexibility of early caucusing and the privacy of the paper ballots. We'll find out on Saturday whether caucuses really can be saved by Google Forms, or, sorry, caucus calculators. It's Nevada, Nevada, Nevada in the news today, with early voting ending tonight, the caucus itself on Saturday, and the debate tomorrow. Apart from the pressure to pull off a smooth caucus, all eyes are on Nevada to see how candidates perform with an electorate more representative of the nation as a whole. Quoting the Washington Post, A third of voters in Nevada are Latino or black. In South Carolina, which votes on February 29th, nearly two-thirds of expected Democratic voters are black. Most Democratic voters in the 2016 Texas and Alabama presidential primaries were non-white, according to exit polls, as were more than a third of voters in Arkansas, Tennessee, Virginia, and North Carolina. 
All of these states, along with heavily minority California, will vote on Super Tuesday, March 3rd, end quote. Biden, who had been polling well with both black and Latino voters, isn't necessarily a shoo-in anymore, said Reverend Al Sharpton. The electability factor that the Bidens have used in their campaign has been seriously moved to the column of uncertainty because of Iowa and New Hampshire. It leaves the black vote wide open. Meanwhile, the Data for Progress poll from this morning has good news for Senator Sanders, who registered 66% of support with Hispanic-likely caucus-goers, while no other candidate even reached double digits. Though that's not for want of trying. Several candidates, including Sanders, as well as Klobuchar and Buttigieg, have been running ads in Spanish, and Senator Warren just announced her new outreach effort called Latinas en la Lucha, or Latinas in the Fight. All of the candidates are doing outreach in communities of color and laying out promises for the future. But is it enough? Especially when most of the candidates, as the Washington Post says, quote, boast spotty records on race or have demonstrated other weaknesses that pose steep challenges as they seek to appeal to a powerful and skeptical electorate, end quote. Donna Brazile, longtime strategist who served as interim Democratic Party chair during the 2016 election, told the Washington Post, This is the season where the candidates will now face the Democratic Party. By that I mean the diversity that is the strength of the party. Senator Elizabeth Warren came in third place in Iowa and fourth in New Hampshire, perhaps not as well as she or some of her supporters would have liked, but not terribly either. Yet many of her supporters say the media is freezing her out. From the New York Times today, Quote, she is not cratering or surging, neither the most likely to win nor at risk of immediately dropping out. Her staff members and plenty of allies argue that as a result, she is being ignored by the news media and some voters during a pivotal moment in the primary, and she is at risk of becoming less relevant in the nomination process, something her campaign is now trying to reverse, end quote. Lindsay Ellison writes for The Wrap, Calling it erasure, some political thinkers and Warren supporters are questioning whether a perceived lack of serious Warren coverage is the cause or effect of her recent slip in national polls as competitors for the Democratic nomination like Senator Bernie Sanders and former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg have risen. The New York Times notes, quote, Ms. Warren currently ranks fourth among the Democratic presidential candidates in mentions on cable news behind Mr. Sanders, former Vice President Biden, and Mr. Buttigieg, according to the Internet Archive's television news archive. Many supporters are seeing the lack of coverage as an example that many have already given up on Warren's campaign. Journalist Amy Sullivan said on Twitter, I'm not sure anyone appreciates the deep well of anger and pain among Warren supporters, many of whom are the women whose activism drove 2018, listening to experts write off Elizabeth Warren's campaign. It's not all media spin or erasure, however. Warren's polling in upcoming primary states has remained stagnant, and the New York Times notes that fundraising concerns might have returned. Quoting the New York Times again, Throughout the summer, she used policy to help set the tone of the race, shaping the early debates and leading other candidates to face questions about her proposals. But as voting has moved from a hypothetical to a reality, and the primary has stopped being a contest of ideas, Miss Warren has struggled to adjust. End quote. Warren's campaign team is remaining resolute and optimistic, however. Kristen Orthman, Senator Warren's communication director, said, Elizabeth is third in delegates, has over a million grassroots donors, and is drawing thousands of people to her events. 
The pundits have consistently been wrong about this primary, and that's why it's important for people to organize and support the candidate they believe in, rather than the candidate the coverage says is on top. Again, we'll see how things turn out after the debate Wednesday and the Nevada caucus on Saturday. One last note before we go, in addition to the Democratic debate on Wednesday, CNN is airing hour-long individual candidate town halls tonight, February 18th, and Thursday, February 20th. Sanders, Buttigieg, and Klobuchar will be speaking tonight, while Biden and Warren are up on Thursday. It's possible Mayor Bloomberg will be added to the lineup somewhere, as CNN had previously offered him a slot if he was able to qualify for the Nevada debate. As of recording, however, whether or not he's doing a town hall has not yet been confirmed. You can watch the town halls on CNN, stream on CNN.com, watch on their mobile apps, or listen on CNN's SiriusXM radio channels. And that is the election roundup for the day. It has been a pleasure filling in for Glenn today. I will be back again tomorrow, and Glenn will return on Thursday. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Election Podcast or on Facebook.com slash Election Ride Home. I'm Jack is Not a Bird on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.